right, we're in Saskatoon. Saskatoon, beautiful Saskatoon yeah. at the university. I say it's the nicest city in Canada. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and I'm with Solly and Priscilla, and you served in Ghana. Tell us a bit about it. It was from 1973 to 1976. What did you we, do there? We just got married in 1973. Yeah? And we thought we had to go for a honeymoon. And we decided to go overseas. And uh, we applied and uh, got accepted to go to Ghana. And um, we... My my assignment my assignment was teaching biology at the A level, which is a British system, and Priscilla was teaching the O level, which is equivalent to our grade twelve. And our our assignment was for two years, but we enjoyed it so much we stayed for three years. Oh my goodness! Um, I know for me it was a very different experience because I was born in South Africa lived under the apartheid uh, regime um, until I was about 20 years old. Okay. And I came to Canada and uh, went to university here and graduated, and that's when we went overseas. So coming from a really discriminating society into Canada was, I was free, and then going into Ghana, which was another African country, but my position, I suppose, in society had changed. All of a sudden, I wasn't, I wasn't black in South Africa. I was black, but being in um, in Ghana, I was white. And we walked down the street, and uh, kids would be shouting at us, "Bruniko Komachi, Bruniko Komachi," <laughs> <laughs> which means white man red, because. Uh, coco means red, right? Oh, because you... Cause coco you, means red. Yeah. We, because white people got red pretty quickly in the sun, so they called us Obruni, which means white man, and then Coco means red. So yeah, you are white, but red because you're in the sun. And Machi <laughs> means good morning. Yeah. So they were just... Bruni Coco Machi. Yeah. Machi. Yeah, good morning. Oh, I see, okay. Machi. <laughs> We're, we've got somebody from Ghana sitting right here. <laughs> right, why are we telling you? You can tell us everything. No, no, no. So what did you do, Priscilla? Uh, well, I was teaching the, the O-level uh, biology. Oh, so both of you biology. Yeah. I was teaching the A-level, she was teaching the O-level, which was the old British system. Yes. Which I think they've kind of eliminated now. And In Ghana, they don't have that anymore? No, they don't have A-level. Now they've changed the system because the system is too long. It takes so many mm -hmm. years because you have to do elementary school is ten years at that time. If you don't, if you want to complete elementary school, it's ten years. Then you go to secondary school from form one to five, which is five years before you write your O level. And then after the O level, you go to sixth form where you do two years. The first year is lower six, and then the second year is upper six. Then you write your advanced level examination, that's A-level, and then you enter university. Okay. But these students long. were but, very... But the, the standard is higher, because when I came here, I realized mm -hmm. that, I thought that the universities are too, but I realized that 
things which we were doing in A-level is what has been first year in the university. Oh, well, that's exactly what I found. Because yes. I had to teach A-level. The exams were difficult. Very difficult. Mm -hmm. And and so uh, biology. So I'm a biology student. Nice. If I was to go and teach biology somewhere else, it would be challenging because, first of all, the flora and fauna what did you do? Did you get to know that before you started? No, this was the difficult part. I wish I'd had books, uh, textbooks or anything yeah. that I could have read because there's a whole section on parasitology that because of the parasites in Ghana that we don't have in Canada uh, that I had to learn. E even malaria, which is endemic uh, through Africa, I yes. really didn't know. I had to learn. So I was a student at the same time I was teaching. I was maybe one step ahead of the students, if that much. So it was quite... Uh, and then the teaching there was quite challenging too. Like in Canada, we we quite, we quite tried to get our students engaged in um, related topics. Like you don't just stick to the curriculum. Yeah. You bring in your outside experience and you tell them about what you've done in your life and all kinds of things. When students there, they were so bound to that syllabus, everybody carried around a copy of the syllabus and they said, as soon as you diverted a little bit, I said, that's not in the cur curriculum. Well, go on with the curriculum. Well, right? Yes, yeah, simply because, you know, the examination right, right. is being conducted by external mm -hmm. examiners. <laughs> it's unlike here that you are examined by your teacher. Yes. At the A-level and O-level, you have West Africa Examination Council, yeah. which Expects. consists of examiners from all the West African mm. countries. So it was difficult. So they sit down, go through the syllabus, and then set the exams according to the syllabus. So what year was that again? I, I 73 didn't write. to 76. So when I was coming to Canada, you were going to Africa. Mm. Amazing. Okay, so Ghana, you born, you're born in Canada, mm -hmm. uh, and you are born in South, South Africa. Africa. Ghana, what's it like? Well, Where we, did you I, live? Well, we had super accommodation. Uh, we lived in a, in a, a flat, yeah. second floor, and we had the whole half of that floor. We had two bedrooms. Our bedroom was huge. Our, yeah. our living room was huge. The Benintas were building. Yeah. And um, it was, we had all, uh, the floors were nice, linoleum. Um, uh, concrete walls, we had louvered windows, none were broken. Stop here. But, we but, did not have running water. But I was coming okay, to that. Good, good. <laughs> okay, good, good. Okay, you notice how I asked running about running water. I'm just looking around the room and wondering which volunteers had running the water. The most <laughs> important thing. We lived on a, se we lived no, on a second we floor. We lived we on a second floor. And when the students were on holiday, we sometimes got water. The piping and everything was there. We had beautiful toilets and yeah. um, bathtubs, showers, but <laughs> the pressure wasn't high enough to get water on the second floor, so we just never got water. <laughs> but um, we had lots of help from the students. They would carry water for us up to the second floor and from the barrel. And the thing about Ghanaian people, I think they must be the friendliest people I've ever met. As a culture, you can meet. they are extremely friendly. And if a Ghanaian laughs, it is so contagious, you cannot possibly not laugh. You have to laugh with them, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, they have a way of laughing, and I think it's, 
it's to make everybody else want to laugh with them. And, and it, it, they're just, uh, and you, you can always tell a Ghanaian. And you notice that they, so they distinctly laugh. when you're traveling across the border, either to um, Ivory Coast, on the west side, on the east side. Uh, More serious, Togo. are they? You, and you're on the Ghanaian side with, with, the, uh, with the soldiers, Ghanaian soldiers. They just joking and laughing. And Ask you, oh, where are you from? But oh, as soon as you cross over, my it my changes. My auntie lives there. Do you know my auntie so-and-so? Oh, yeah, so of course we I know were, her. We, where we were posted was about seven kilometers from the border of Ivory Coast. And, um, what was the name of the town? Dorma uh, Ahenkro. Dorma Ahenkro. Two A's. Dorma Ahenkro. And uh, we were right in, almost right on the border, no. and Two A's there were at the end shortages of, of food at that time. Different things like you couldn't get toilet paper, you couldn't get sardines, you couldn't get toothpaste. So what we used to do is just take the public transport and go over to the border, which was all French, and we would be able to buy there. The soldiers got to know us so well, they said, well, gee, what? you know, just tell us what you want and we'll bring it to you. And well, they told me anyway. And the one day we were home and relaxing and all of a sudden we see this armored car turning up on campus. She looks out the window and, what are we doing? It was right in front of our house and he, they called him over and I thought, uh-oh. There's something wrong because I was up on the balcony. Hey, it can get pretty tense. Yeah, I was, oh, oh. So he goes over, the hatch pops up. <laughs> this this soldier pops out. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, is, is he going to point a gun at him? And he's, he is, he's doing something, he's handing something to my husband. I'm thinking, what is that? My husband comes up, upstairs, and he has a package of macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear this? <laughs> oh, okay. The army tank comes to visit them. She's worried about their safety. And they give him macaroni. And a bottle of wine. <laughs> and a bottle oh, of wine. Bottle of wine. <laughs> I forgot the bottle. I remember the macaroni. Oh, that's Dorma. a great... Um, Dorma. Two A's. Yeah. Uh, ahenkro means... Ahini means uh, king or chief. A, a, a town of a chief. Yeah, a so town. this is the chief's town. So the 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 paramount was that the paramount chief li yeah. lived in Dorma. Oh, great! Thank you so much. Oh, that was welcome. a great story, you guys. So it's macaroni from from an armored tank. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you.